Welcome back to the Understanding Men podcast, which is basically two guys talking about the things that men could but don't speak about anywhere near enough. I'm Luke Sutton and I'm once again here with my great friend Fraser Franks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode and today's theme is purpose. When people refer to having a purpose in life, what what do we actually mean? Is it real? Is it possible? How do we find purpose if we don't have it? Is it a burden that human beings place on themselves that they must find purpose in life and and actually it's an impossible dream? These are all the things that Fraser and I are going to talk about today. And before we do that, I want to just quickly do my health check in with Fraser. How are you today, my friend? I'm good. I'm good, Luke. I ran for the first time this week, so that's a, a big milestone for me. So yeah, I'm feeling really good. Well, it's good to hear, my friend. We have prided ourselves on being open and honest from the very start with this episode, so I do have a disclosure to make. In our episode where we discuss fear, I noticed that my sound was a bit off, and I spoke to our, our wonderful producer, Lucy, about this, and we were talking about it, and it was a bit of a mystery as to why my sound sounded a bit strange. And then after some moving around just before this recording, we realised that I actually had the microphone the wrong way around for quite a period of time. So <laughs> it's, only, it's only episode 12, which is essentially three months, and I still had the microphone around the wrong way. Like I said earlier, that this... Um, episode is all about purpose it feels it feels like a really strong theme that lots and lots of people talk about within their life and and we we just wanted to really tackle it but we always start the podcast with me asking Fraser to start with and we decided that this time round Fraser gets the opportunity to ask me a question just for no other reason than just to be a bit different so Fraser over to you well you always get let off the hook and I get put on the spot straight away so I think, it's, I think it's only about time I, I do the same to you. So, I mean, the question that we started with is what does what do you think purpose means in your life? So purpose in my life, for me, feels about meaning and direction. You know, does does my life have some meaning and some direction? But I, that's what it means to me. But But literally, as I'm saying it, I'm I'm debating what that actually means because it sounds quite vague. You know, what does, and I, I think that might be the crux of why we get so muddled up with things like purpose in our life and not having it or having it. But for essentially for me, it feels it's about meaning and direction. And I think that has changed for me over the years, especially in recovery as to what meaning and direction actually literally means. I think you know, while when I was playing professional sport, it, it would have been very outcome based, you know, how many runs I can get, how many games we can win, how much money I can earn. I definitely think in recovery, it's become about who I am as a human being and, and what I'm doing as a father, as a, as a man, generally. And, and it's about that meaning and direction. But, but like I said, I, I can hear the vagueness in it. And, and I kind of want to get stuck into that, because that, I want us to dig down into 
what does that mean? What does direction mean? What does meaning mean? I, I, d- I don't know if I'm really nailing it with what I'm saying. Because I also recognise that purpose can also be like usefulness. You know, what's your purpose in a household or purpose in a job or purpose in a community? And that's, I guess that's related to meaning and direction, but it's slightly different, isn't it? It's, it's about what your role is and, and how you're useful to, to that environment. And I think that's also really important as well within it, but it's a, it's a different angle to it than than meaning and direction. So that's the best answer I'm giving you right now, I think. I think as we go through this discussion in this episode, we're, I think we're probably going to unveil it for ourselves as we go, because as ever, we don't really know where each episode is going to go. But hmm. what, what what about for you? What does, what does purpose mean in your life? I think throughout this episode, I'm, I'm just going to be like a ball of contradictions. I think <laughs> in one <laughs> sentence, I'll say something and then the, in the other, I'll think differently about it. And I'm quite open and happy with that. I don't think you have to be absolute set in your ways of this is exactly how it is and no turning back and I think you can be quite fluid and flexible and around this topic in particular it's probably one of the topics I've struggled with most since retiring from professional sport one of the things I've read about quite a lot listened to on a lot of podcasts is what is my purpose what do I offer to the world and again I think I've gone through stages where I feel like I want to put it in this one sentence and then it's right. That is my purpose in life. That's everything that I stand for. But then I'm I'm almost labeling myself and putting it in a box. And yeah, I've, I've gone really back and forth with this. But for me, I think purpose in my life or part of that purpose is, you know, what gets me up in the morning? What am I excited to go and do? Who can I help? Those kind of things. I don't think I've got... My purpose in life is this, like a little sentence of, yep, that's my reason. That's why I've been put here. And a bit like you, since coming out of professional sport, doing a lot of work on myself and understanding myself, I think it goes more internal and it's more, don't want to sound very cliche, but who can I be the best version of myself that I can be? Can I understand myself as best that I can? Can I be with myself the best that I can? And if I do all of those things, I'll probably be useful and, being able, and be able to offer, you know, plenty more of that to other people. But I think first and foremost for me, it's about understanding myself. And that might sound a little bit selfish, but I think learning about myself, understanding myself so that then I'm able to go out into the world and, and give people what hopefully I'm, you know, I find that I am good at. And yeah, I can help people with with anything that's going on in their life, but Again, very vague. I, I want to get into this quite a bit and very back and forth. And, you know, there's there's a really good book that I read, Japanese uh, book called Ikigai. Have you heard of Ikigai? Mm-hmm. I've, I wrote a few things down this morning. It's a, it's a really good book. And I was I was reading it because I, I felt a little bit lost. But it was, you know, in terms of Ikigai, it, it covers four bases of what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs and what you can get paid for. And then within that, it's passion, mission, profession, and vocation. And it states about people that have this ikigai, and I've done a lot of reading on like the blue zones of why certain people live to be 100 years old in certain parts of the world. And having a purpose, no matter how big or small that is, is a massive contributing factor. So someone's purpose in Japan that's 80 years old, 90 years old, 
might be going and tending to their little vegetable patch that they've got in their garden every morning. That's their reason to get up. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to help my neighbor. I'm going to cook the food for the grandkids, whatever it might be. And they've got all these little micro purposes, if you like, of what they enjoy, what keeps them active, what they bring to the world. And I think where I've been a little bit guilty is I've always looked, I've I've looked at purpose through the lens of career only, really, of what is my purpose in terms of a career. And maybe in the last year or two, start to look outside of that in terms of what can I bring to my community, my friends, my family, and not just thinking about it through the eyes of a profession or a career. And um, there's another really good podcast I listened to with Rick Rubin, the music producer. And he's, he was saying your purpose doesn't have to be your job. You can do a job that may have nothing to do with your life's purpose or, you know, this big thing that you want to bring to the world. You might have a job and then your purpose on the on the side of that or in your own time is something completely different. And then I have those thoughts of do we actually need this word purpose or this label of purpose? Because... I think there are plenty of people out there that are more than happy just going about their life, trying to be a good person, doing what they enjoy and don't really think too much more about it. So I I come at it with two lenses. Do we definitely need it or does it sometimes place this big burden on our shoulders that, you know, maybe maybe if I ask my mum, she probably doesn't have a sentence where she goes, this is my purpose in life. But if we actually dig into it and understand it, she'll realize how much she brings to other people's lives. And I think a lot of people may feel like that. So yeah, I'm rambling a bit, but I've, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a word and a topic that I'm quite fascinated by. Mm. I've also, you know, uh, read up on the Ikigai, the Japanese kind of definition around it and, and what it means. And I, and it's wonderful. And I think it's amazing, but I think the question mark for me is, do the vast majority of people have that opportunity to find something in life that ticks those four boxes? You know, there are those blue zones around the world where people live to be over 100, but they're not everywhere around the world. In fact, there is Mm. tiny pockets. So is it a, we're searching for something that's so perfect that purpose then becomes like you say, a burden. It's like a burden of perfection. And I, I think about it for myself as a, right now, the last few years, I definitely wake up every day ready to go. I am one of those annoying people who's like up, I'm back. You know, I I don't struggle to get out of bed. I I just want to get going. But if I stopped in the shower or whatever and went, why am I doing, why do I feel like this? Mm. What am I doing? I don't, I don't know if I'd have the answer. It's definitely, and then I'm crazy busy with business stuff, but I don't, I definitely wouldn't go, because if I get this deal over the line, I'm going to feel like I've really matching my purpose. I don't don't think it is there. And so I wonder with myself whether it's just about showing up. You know, it's it's just showing up every day and, and just being the best version I can, but just going, right, I'm ready to take on today, whatever it throws at me, Mm. I'm ready. And that in, in essence, maybe that is my meaning and my direction. I, I don't mm. know. It's really difficult to put because it, there's the purpose bit. All of these words, purpose, meaning, direction, imply doing, don't they? Mm. It's like you're going to go and do something. You're going to bring something to the world. You're going to go and conquer something. Whereas 
there's also just a being, isn't there? There's just being a good human being. I'm kind of making it up as I speak, but that could be a really powerful purpose in life, isn't it? What's your purpose in life? I'm just going to be the best human being I can be. That's me. I'm going to be it. I'm just going to live it rather than I'm going to go and do an action. You know, there are actions that come with that being, but doing a kind of material action. I've literally no idea if that made any sense at all. No, it does. What do you think, Fraser? And and I think it's important that you get, it's your life, you get to choose that direction, not to be swept along by what society thinks you have to do. And yeah, you know, I've gone through a phase in this, probably in the last three years since I've stopped drinking, but I have a lot of self-help books and podcasts and a lot of them cover this theme. And if you've got a, a podcast with a, a question and answer bit in it, the vast majority of those questions come from, and they're usually from guys that say, I'm fed up in this job. I I really want to quit, but I don't know. You know, I've got bills to pay and this. And then you've got some podcast hosts that are just like, you just have to, you know, follow this. And if that's your purpose, quit your job and you go and do that. And then others that maybe say work on this in the background. But then there's a counter argument of, can you make that, if it is a career or a job, can you make that the absolute best that you can? You know, can you learn how to enjoy that? Are there things, are you going into it every day with this same mentality of this isn't going to be fun, this isn't going to be good? Can you do things to to maybe shift that in your own way? Can you put your imprint on it? I see that quite a lot. And I, you know, when you spoke about Ikigai there and you, and you said, you know, not everyone maybe has that, luxury if you like of, of being able to tick every single box but can you tick some because one of those boxes mm. is can you get paid for it but there's three other ones that maybe you can that can fulfill those needs maybe you don't get paid for it but maybe you are doing something you love something you're good at and you're bringing something to the world so three out of four you know isn't bad and then you have a career on the side and a family that love you and you being the best human being that you can be I think sometimes you might, or, you know, I might, the other, you know, the average person might feel like a bit of a failure for that. But I really think that narrative's got to be shifted because I do think a lot of people are doing a lot more of this kind of self-help and self-knowledge, which is brilliant. But I think sometimes this is the area that can, it can feel like you're, you're failing or you're not living up to, you know, what you believe in or you're not doing the absolute dream job um, that you wanted to do when you were a kid. So I definitely think there's that that fragile element that comes with it as well. Mm. I mean, as you're talking, I just, I wonder whether this is a, like an intentions versus an outcomes thing. You know, whether real purpose is about your intentions behind something, you know, being pure and being honest and bringing something to the world. And that might just be, as a father, it might be as a son, mm. a, a brother, or, you know, and obviously we're referring to men here, but, you know, the full scale versus purpose being, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to, mm. you know, I'm going to get this car. I wonder whether it's intention versus outcome. And, and the mad thing is we've both come from a professional sport background, which is all about outcome. You can train like an idiot throughout the week. But if you win at the weekend, all is good in the world. Mm. You could have been a really annoying teammate for the whole week. But if you play brilliantly at that weekend and win the game, the outcome serves the purpose, you know, serves the purpose. Mm. So 
I don't know. It feels to me in my life now, it's about intentions. Am I, that's my purpose. Are my intentions pure and good versus outcome? But I have lived a lot of my life on outcomes. And I suspect a lot of other people do as well. Hmm. Where do you sit with that? I think if you're going to have a purpose, it's got to be an infinite one. So for instance, if you've got a finite purpose of my purpose in life is to win, you know, we've had Nile on here. My purpose in life is to win an Olympic gold medal, is to earn a million pound, is to get this house, is to do that. Once you achieve that and every single bit of research shows you, then then what? I've I've done everything. Mm. You see this so often in professional sport, in in the arts, in music, in film, whatever it might be, is people getting exactly what they set out to do. Some of them at a really young age, that's their purpose. That's everything they've ever wanted in life. And then what? And 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 that's where a lot of people, I, I think, get to, especially in the world of professional sport. I'll flip the question to you in a bit of, as a as a young player or as a young kid, if someone had said this question to you, what is your purpose? Mine would have just been around football and it would have been my purpose in life is to be the best footballer I can be or to get this or to do that. It had an end date. So once you achieve something, you know, a lot of people have this one, you know, I want to play for England and then my life will be complete. Once they achieve it and it's a finite purpose, it's like, well, I've done everything now. I'm going to put another angle on it because you, what you're saying, what would I, what would my younger self have mm. said to and answer this question? Because I, I also wonder whether this whole, discussion and area comes with maturity a little bit as well it's you know i've got teenage kids are going to ask them what their purpose in life is it's, it's a lot for them to to uh you know wrap their heads around at the moment but my younger self i think would have answered the question saying i want to be successful and mm. and that's not an infinite answer but it's also not a definitive it, it's like a bottomless pit, isn't it? It's like, what what does that mean? Success is such a perception thing, isn't it? Success to one person doesn't mean success to another person. But I know that's what I would have said. And I know actually that's what got me into some, some trouble with my mental health and addiction because I was chasing this thing that was, you know, I couldn't grab it. I couldn't get hold of it. So it didn't have an endpoint, but it also didn't have any real substance behind it, you know, whereas... Mm. If you flip it as being, if I go back to that other example, I'm I'm going to be the best human being I can be. I'm I'm going to try and be the best human being I can be. It doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect, but I'm going to try. It feels like there's more substance to that than I want to be successful. I think I think I would have even maybe a couple of years ago. What what would my purpose in life be? Let me just ask you now. Do you feel like you've got purpose in your life now? Yeah, absolutely. Because you've been through some serious changes, right? Mm. You know, we've obviously talked about having open heart surgery, but leaving professional football, getting sober. In recent years, that, that's a lot of change mm. for you. How, how does that sit with you right now? I think pain brings a lot of purpose. And I think you can turn pain into purpose. So if I look at some of those big challenges... The things that I'm most passionate about now are probably the things that I've struggled with most in life. So I really want to help anxious, nervous kids. I really want to help people that are struggling and they're, you know, they, they're an addict or they're drinking too much or they want to get sober. 
I really want to raise awareness for heart conditions and, and some of the issues that I've been through. I probably wouldn't have known any of that when I was a kid. But all these little hurdles that you go through, Ashley Kane's an amazing example for me. He's a, a friend of mine. I think a lot of people know know him and he, he played professional football for a, for a period of time, did various other things, but probably floated around a little bit, did some reality TV. And it was the saddest story, you know, one of the saddest stories I've ever seen when his young daughter passed away. In that pain of what he went through there, he has, he's got a purpose for life, I believe. And he's now going out and his purpose is to honour her and to help people and to raise awareness, raise money. And through that awful time, gave him, he's got something, I know for a fact, every morning he gets up and wakes up and that's the first thing, first thing that he's thinking of. It's given him a direction. It's given him, you know, a, a fight and a hunger that maybe wasn't there beforehand. And I think if we all look at those little periods in our life of where we've struggled, those might be the areas that sometimes we look away and we don't want to confront those areas, but that might lie where some of those, you know, where some of that purpose is. If you go back in there and think, what did I need at that point? Or what did I struggle with that maybe someone else right now is struggling with? I think some of that purpose might be in that pain. Mate, I've, that's really powerful. I, I, I've never heard it said like that. And I, I relate a lot to that. And I, I just go back to the episode we did on, on being a dad and, you know, mm. and me being honest to say the pain of a, of having children in a divorced home, I think has made me a better father. And, you know, that's, that's being entirely honest because suddenly mm. time with my children, being present with my children was more crucial than ever because, we, I wasn't with them every single moment of the day. And as as painful as that is, now absolutely my right up there on my list for purpose is being the best father I can possibly be. Mm. And did that come from some pain? I think it probably did. I think that's an amazing way you just put that. Mm. Yeah, I, I, because I've seen it quite a lot and I've started to see various patterns of of people that have come into my life, you know, there's an, another another guy that I, I I absolutely love, and he's a, a really good friend called Joe Thompson, who was a professional footballer, got diagnosed with cancer twice, and again, that's now a big something that he, you know, when, again, when he was younger, and I think this is the point, it does come with maturity and life experience, I think, because when he was younger, he probably, well, no, he wouldn't have had that passion for helping people that are going through this. But when he's been for it himself and he's had chemotherapy and he's seen what it's done to him and his family and his body and how he's overcome that, he now goes and he's a you know he's an amazing mentor and motivational speaker and he's sort of seamlessly transitioned away from football where his purpose was getting a result on a Saturday. Can I get up the leagues? Can I be the best footballer that I can be? As well as being the best human I can be. But again, now through that element of pain and sort of discomfort and issues that he went through he he now has got a, a passion for it like with sobriety when I first when I first stopped drinking I wanted to read every book I wanted to look at studies I wanted to really understand I was like what are we doing here and um, probably got a bit too attached to it <laughs> at one point <laughs> and uh if you'd have, again if you'd have asked me 18 months ago I would have probably said to you because I was like sober Fraser documenting everything in my first year of sobriety my purpose in life is to 
help people with addiction issues and to raise awareness of what alcohol is doing to our society. Now I'm a little bit further along. It's definitely something I still want to help with and something I'm incredibly passionate about, but it isn't my absolute life and one purpose. And that's where I think I'm getting to here. I think I've got, there's lots of different layers. And I think what I wanted when I retired from sport was something really simple in a sentence. This is my purpose. Mm. But I'm now starting to figure out and understand that it isn't, and it doesn't need to be. Why do you need to have, you know, a sentence that you you tell people? Maybe it's a little bit of a, an egotistical thing for me that I, I wanted that label or something that I bring to the world, or this is who I am, this is what I'm good at. But yeah, I, I, I go back to your one. I think being that that best human being, and then it goes off into all different directions after that. I mean, it brings me on to the, the, the question, which which I, I have thought about a lot is is you know why why as human beings do we search for purpose? But well, why is it a talking point? Why do we just why don't we just go you know, like someone go what's your purpose? Like, I don't I don't have one. I'm not bothered. I'm just living. You know why why is it in every self help book? Why is it uh, <laughs> such a discussion point between people like you and I right here right now? Hmm. And I honestly think it's because human being as human beings we're kind of on the planet wondering why we're here and what we're meant to be doing mm. i don't think we really know do we we're like well we look at this huge galaxy and and we're like well we look like the, we're the only civilized well we're the only civilization that we can see what are we meant to be doing what what what's the purpose of, <laughs> of for us individually collectively and i think that that sits on human beings on a on a conscious or subconscious level all the time i i think it does and and if someone wants proof of that well i'd say well look at the history of time when someone comes up with a theory of what we need to do how many many people follow them you know and sometimes that's mm. been for some of the worst moments in human history and i think if you just look at you know what goes on in society religion politics i'm not not delving into the kind of ins and outs of that but look at how we we as humans want to follow something we want direction purpose and i think it's because we just we genuinely sit here subconsciously going what are we meant to be doing mm. we're not we're just not sure yeah i agree i think because i've done a lot of only again in the last year i've gone down a, the yogic route of i i, I started i fell in love with yoga just purely because of the heart operation, I wasn't able to run or lift weights. So I was like, right, what what can I do? Started to really enjoy that. And I was like, all right, let me read up about yoga. And you go into yogic philosophy and spirituality. And they have a, it is a, a really beautiful way of life and made me look a little bit more into, into spirituality. And I definitely think there's something there about that I've come to peace with in terms of what what are we doing here? What are we meant to be doing? And I'm not saying I've got the answer, but I've, I've just... What is it? Tell us. It's maybe. <laughs> the secret is... Uh, um, yeah, that, that Exclusive. Would, that would sell a few books. <laughs> but it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's just... It just makes me... It does... It makes me look for a bit more perspective of, right, right, we're here spinning on a ball of dirt in the middle of nowhere. Why am I obsessing about this one thing? Or why am I overthinking this why am I so worried and anxious of this and it's helped me calm down I would say in that respect and 
again, a little bit like you said, I think if you go back years and years ago, I don't think many people would have thought about purpose in life. Maybe once they'd passed on and someone talked about their legacy or what they brought to the world, you go, oh, they bought that. That was their that was their purpose. But I think they were just, I think a lot of people were just doing or being like, like you said before, mm. maybe not needing or realizing what their purpose in life was, but they just brought so much, you know, to the world naturally. But yeah, I, where, where we talked about before, I do think that it can, it can bring a level of overthinking, a level of perfection, a level of constantly searching for that perfect thing. But again, that level of perspective and understanding and realization that yeah we are all here and, and there is probably something inbuilt and in our in our subconscious it's like right what are we actually doing here what are we meant to do there's no there's no script no one's telling us <laughs> we're figuring things out we're you know having children and families and you know going on to the the next generation and learning and but what is is there you know is there a meaning of life a purpose of life i mm. i think you could go round and round and round but what I really do believe in is that it's individualistic and, you know, I've had a conversation with someone before that just said, why can't we just do things that we enjoy and that, that'd be enough. And mm. it really simplified it for me, but it was like, that's probably a, a decent life lived. If you're a good human being, you help someone along the way and you just go and do things that you enjoy. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Who am I to say that's, that's the wrong way to live life. Um, but what I do think is that, a lot of people may be profiting off this area because they know that we we probably all deep down are winging it a little bit and we probably all have this little thought about, am I bringing enough? What do I do here? And there's an industry there that can sell you a book and tell you how to achieve your purpose in five simple steps. A lot mm. of people like me <laughs> would go and buy it. I remember something that Simon Cousin said to us in uh, our episode with him and he, we were talking about essentially you know spreading the message for for men to talk as we're talking and by the way this episode you know with the two men talking on a on an understanding men podcast but this relates to everybody doesn't it but i remember what simon said to me or to us rather he said you know you've got to remember that there's a, only a small percentage of the population are listening to this kind of stuff most men are truck drivers workmen they're not necessarily engaged with this kind of stuff and it, it's an interesting point you know does do we do people spend time wondering about what their purpose in life is or or do they not you know we do mm. and but there mm. might be people who are living much simpler lives I, I always think of like some of the people i used to play cricket with and it's i was an overthinker you know i'm a life's overthinker you know i wanted every stone to be unturned i wanted every bit to be done and i played with guys who didn't really think about the game that much and they just kind of went out there and they played and some days it went well and some days it didn't go well and they didn't overanalyze it and it was almost like a metaphor for life you know it's like the overthinkers are we the overthinkers going oh we need to find a purpose in life and there's other people who are just getting on with it and just getting up and doing what's mm. what's in front of them that's a really good point i i'm seeing it through my lens and through the lens of people that I've spoken to about this kind of thing who are also pretty much seeing it from my lens and how how they live their life. But if I was to think about some of my other mates, I know they've got their own issues and they've, they've talked to me about them as well, but some of them do genuinely feel like, I just feel like they have the most simple but lovely lives. Like they, they have a completely different way of living, but they'll go to go to work, they'll come home, 
go to the pub, see their mates, have the family. And again, they I'm assuming here, so I don't know for sure, but they probably don't think too much about this kind of stuff. And is it a bit of a luxury, you know, that we get to think about this kind of stuff or have the time to think about this or I'm not too sure. But again, it comes back to that that individual. Like that that for them is hopefully living the life that they want to live. And do they have a purpose? If I think of a couple of friends in particular, they're providing for their family, they're going and doing a job that they're very good at, they're getting paid for it, they're coming home, they're engaging with their friends. Sounds like a, a pretty good life to me. So again, it's it's not this measure and you can probably tell that I listened to a lot of podcasts. I was in the gym earlier, listening to Stephen Bartlett and he was talking about, you know, he's an incredibly successful guy, the number one podcast, multi-millionaire, businesses all over on TV. But he was talking about, in his diary, he just gets dragged all over the place and he's had to schedule in his assistant to put 30 minutes for lunch every day because he's getting no time to do actually what he wants to do. And he questioned himself saying, I'm not living life on my terms because I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to go there. I've got... And he's, he's a very successful guy. But he said he's not living the life, that he's not living life the way that he would want to. So mm. again, coming back to that purpose of what, and, and success, society says he's the most successful guy, but someone living very simply that is doing what they want to do a little bit more during their day and they've got flexibility and they're, happy what what's what's the more successful life who are we, think, who are we to ex- judge yeah. exactly that yeah i want to just move it on in a minute to, for us to talk about people who feel like they don't have a purpose in life and, and what what to do because it's, it's important we go there but i meant to bring this up a, a, a little bit earlier in the podcast but i just thinking about this podcast i mean it's you know let's think about what why 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 are we doing it we're mm. we're not doing it for financial reasons we're not doing it for profile reasons. We're not doing it. I'm trying to think of some other reason why we would do it. <laughs> uh, why are we doing it? We're doing it, I think, because it fits within our purpose for us in life mm. about something that feels super important for us. And it's it's about being able to share things that we think are really important to men, particularly, and to kind of open up that discussion and not let not just sit back and let men be alone in their thoughts mm. in their head and be part of a solution rather than a problem and i i think that's a real example of purpose no it's it's like that's there's no end point in this there's no there's no material outcome for us it's just it feels important for us and you know what every time we record an episode or release an episode i feel great i feel really great mm. i feel happy you know i feel a level of happiness where i'm like i'm proud of that this looks great i don't even know who's going to listen to this but it feels nice to me. And maybe maybe that's a really powerful example of purpose. Mm. And and we always say, and that's that's the three out of the four icky guy boxes, because we're definitely not getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. But I, I had a an amazing Instagram a couple of voice notes that a guy left me. Obviously won't say his name, but he's living in Ireland and listened to our episode on fear. And he's he's two years sober. And he said the drinking culture in Ireland. He said it's just part of their way of living. So every single friend, every family member. And he just said he's absolutely terrified of social situations. But he listened and he he said he hasn't really got anyone in his network there that he can talk to about this. He listened to our episode on fear about me and you talking about 
being sober at weddings and how we struggled to introduce ourselves and that we were nervous and even you saying that you were nervous to do the the opening bit of this podcast. The first thing that he said was, I feel like I'm I'm normal and I'm not on my own. And I was like, wow, what, a, what an amazing message. to And I, I responded straight back to him. But I was like, what an amazing message. And we, we always say, you know, if we could help someone, we could help one person. But that guy there got so much comfort from us saying, we've been scared of this or we struggle with this. And him going, blimey, I'm not the only one that feels like this. And now he may, you know, he's already reached out to me and that, you know, takes an incredible amount of vulnerability to put that in a voice message, which I'm really grateful for. But he might then go and have that conversation with a friend or a family member or someone else and then might be able to to ease his way through this. But again, coming back to why we why we did this podcast, it is all it is all purpose led. And it's us seeing that we see a lot of men out there that are struggling we've struggled ourselves we think one of the big solutions is men talking to each other openly and honestly about this and you know we both get a lot from that and it's probably something that we both needed at some point that we didn't have we've now got it we see how much it can benefit us hopefully it then can you know benefit other people whether they just listen to the conversation and feel less alone or whether they listen to the conversation and go right we need to talk like this, me and my friends, or what can I help them with or what might they be struggling with? So this has all been purpose-led for me. And even you saying that probably wasn't at the top of my mind coming into this podcast, but it is something that gives, yeah, definitely gives a lot of purpose and meaning to my life. Mm. I, I just add to that. Also, people listening to the podcast and disagreeing with us, that's cool as well. Mm. Like you can listen and go, what are they talking about? I don't agree with that. But it's triggered a thought, you know, it's triggered a thought. And I think that's, that's really powerful you know it's conversation doesn't necessarily we're not we've never put ourselves as experts and in, in, in saying this is the way life should be led but opening up a conversation allows all opinions I just want to take it back Fraser to when you know you felt struggle around this area feeling purpose in your life just let let's go there because I want us to kind of help people if someone's listening to this what did that feel like you know, how did that material materialize itself emotionally for you during that time? Uh, I think that was a big contributing factor to my drinking escalating the way that it did. I think because I'd had this single minded purpose, if you like, of I know my role in the world as it was at the at, at that time of I'm a professional footballer and that's what I'm focusing on. I'm, uh, I try and be a good son, a good husband, a good friend. But I know every day, and it comes back to that intention and direction. I know what I'm doing Monday. I know exactly what I've got to do. I know exactly what I've got to do Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm doing this, building up to a Saturday game. When all of that is gone and all of that structure and routine and what I brought to the world in terms of career and a lot of my identity, which we we talked about before, was around professional football. So when that went, it was like, right, what what do I do now? What am I what am I good at? Because I have no idea. I have no idea what else I'm good at. I have no idea what else I bring to the world. I don't want to go and do that. Maybe I'll try that. No, that's and, and then it was just a constant cycle of almost dread and anxiety and looking online at what I think I could be good at. Can I be a coach? I don't really want to do that. 
what do I love? Right, I love professional sport. I love football. And that, that was it at that time, really, that I that I really understood. With maturity and what I would say as well is with action. So one really good thing that I did at that time was I just got on the phone to as many people as I could. Can I come in and see you for a coffee? Can I come in and see your workplace? Can we meet here? Can I go on this course? So I think action was a big part of that. And the little steps that I took introduced me to people, introduced me to opportunities where the original point at home was sitting there going, what the hell do I do and what do I bring? Which was just not really taking action, but just thinking about things. So I definitely think the action helped. And then it was just that that life experience of learning what I'm actually, what what sets me alive. What, what do I get excited about when I talk, when I talk to people about? But that, that, that wasn't there when I first retired from football. I built that up as I've gone through these last four or five years. But that's what it looked like at first. It was, I was in a real low point of thinking, I offer absolutely nothing to the world other than playing football. I'm going to be rubbish at everything. I'm not going to earn enough money to support my family. Everything in life is going to be downhill because I've just come from a job that I wanted to do as a kid. But I, I, I genuinely feel that I've completely flipped that and I'm a much, much happier, well-rounded person in retirement. And that's what, you know, I've I've got your book that's that's come, I've, I've picked it up this week. But I'm interested to read that about other people's experience of, of that and finding that new purpose, if you like, or that new passion. Because you're so you're so young as well. Like you yeah. come out of the, I came out of football at 28. I think you came out of cricket at 36. Mm-hmm. So young and so much that you can go and achieve and help people with, you know, whether it's your experiences or what you're passionate about or a combination of the two. But I'll, I'll, I'll kind of flip it for you, if you, or do you want to comment on that first? <laughs> no, I was going to ask you one more. Well, I was going to make one more point. <laughs> Go on. Because it, it feels to me like um, I think if someone's really struggling, what you've just said there I, I think is really helpful and amazing. But it sounds like it's been a period of self-exploration. It's not like I need to find a purpose in life. Bingo, there it is. You know, it's been a kind of trial and error. And at that point you make about action, I think, so important in, in, in life generally. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about the podcast. People might sit here and go, oh, it's all right. You started a podcast. I could give you a million reasons why we might not have started a podcast. I could give you a million reasons why, think, you know, and things did go wrong at the start, didn't they? We couldn't quite get it, not go wrong, but, you know, we had a, a number of false starts and even me having the microphone the wrong way around. You know, there's lots of reasons <laughs> why we could not do this. And so I think that action point's really, really, really important. But like I said, it hmm. sounds like self-exploration. It's like if you're struggling, go on a journey and just go and discover and discover what, what, what doesn't feel right and what does feel right. Is, is it, have I interpreted that right with you? That's exactly the point I was just about to make. Someone someone said that to me straight away was um, learn, start to start to figure out what you don't want to do. And the only way that you do that is, is by doing it. Because when I was a player, I, I, did, I went and did my coaching badges. It was a two-week course. A, a little bit of work throughout the year and then signed off right you're now a UEFA B licensed coach at 24 I did that and I was like right I've taken care of everything that I need to do now I'm all set up for when I retire from football I've never coached in my life and when I came away from it I was like actually I don't want to be stood in a pitch in the freezing cold on a Tuesday night doing this passing drill and I, I, I did it a little bit and I was like Wow, I thought I was going to do this for the last few years, but I actually don't enjoy it. So it's like, right, 
that one's ticked off the list. What else can I maybe go and do? And when you start to tick off the things that you don't want to do, it starts just leading you a step closer to that actual path. Instead of thinking, oh my God, like I always thought I was going to do this and now it's not going to happen. That actually led me closer to, and I'm still doing that now. I'm still figuring Mm -hmm. out what I enjoy, what works, what doesn't work. Still get the odd day where I probably do overthink and think, right, what what do I need to do next? And what, what do I bring to the world? But it is definitely those action steps that, that are a big one. If I do kind of flip it to you, when you retired from professional sport, mm. did you have an idea of what you would go into next? Or again, is that what you've gone into next, a culmination of your experiences? Did you ponder it or did you just sort of take actions that sort of led you to that direction? Yeah, there's not a, there's not a straight answer on that. That I mean, I had a business. I was I was a owner of a business whilst playing. So when I finished playing, there was a natural transition to, to move in more into that. But you know that that uh, I won't bore you with it, the sort of company setup of that. But that or- originally was a and, and that company still exists as a holiday camps for kids business. That's very different to what I'm doing today. How did I go from there to where I am today? It is a great question. I think I, I had a natural place to go, but I definitely have always had an intrigue around the world about information. It's not something I don't know. I'm really interested in that. I kind of have always enjoyed that feeling of being underestimated, I think. I don't want to sound too high and almighty here, but I, you know, if there's a challenge, which is like, well, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. I always feel like, all right, let's have a go, you know, type of scenario. And so I, there's definitely been a self-exploration for myself about where I want to go. And there's been a few bumps along the way and a few learnings to go, okay, that's not me, but this is me, exactly like you. And I feel, I don't know what the phrase is right now, but I feel super aligned to who I am today. I really do. I feel like Mm. I don't get everything right, but I, I really feel that meaning and direction in my life for sure. I think that the thing I was going to add to it, which is I think it just screams when I hear you talk is there has to be a level of humility around that to go on a on a place of self exploration you've got to be willing to kind of try things and and get things wrong and not have a that ego that's saying this is who I am and this is how I'm going to fit mm. into the world because then you it's like you've got a set outcome yet you're going on a period of self exploration I don't think that works I think I think that if if you're struggling for purpose in your life, you have to go on that period of self-exploration, but you have to do it as a humble person going, tell me, I'm willing to experience, I'm willing to let this take me wherever it goes. And I've, I don't know about you, Fraser, but I, for guys I've seen struggle in retirement from professional sport, that's one of the biggest things that they can't get over. Mm. Their ego is telling them they're still the big I am. And yet the big wide world is telling them you're not anymore. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. When it comes to what you went into next, do you feel there was an element of you became for other people what you might have needed when you were a professional cricket player? Oh my God, Fraser, that is one of them. That's a great (laughs) question. (laughs) Flip it, eh? what do you think of that? That's amazing, that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Uh, what a question that mm. I mean, I've never even thought of that. And I, that's amazing. Have, have I started to become the person that I needed when I was, a, the you know, my old self? 
Yeah, I do. I think so. And I think mm. that's come from the pain, isn't it? It's kind of the pain of, you mm. know, why why are we why do we do what we're doing right now on this podcast and why do we help help people when we can? It's because for me, I don't want them to feel alone. I don't want them to feel alone in the world. And what was the most overriding feeling during some of my biggest struggles? Loneliness, being alone. Not mm. It wasn't anyone's fault. It wasn't, well, I had lots of people around me. It was alone in my own thoughts, my own struggle. And and yeah, and maybe that's where that maturity of purpose is you need to live some life and be mm. get get some struggles to find that purpose you know, along the way of what, what, what really gets you, you know, that fire in your heart and going like, like we do when we do a podcast, we feel great about it, don't we? And there's no financial, mm. there's no material reward, but there's something soulful about it. Is that, is, do you, does that make sense yeah. to you? No, no, that was a lovely answer. It doesn't, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. The other bit I was going to ask is because you wear, you wear a lot of different hats in terms of career and family and they're becoming an author because, you know, you haven't just written one book. And I'm not, Luke hasn't paid me to plug his new book here. <laughs> but, but becoming... <laughs> available on Amazon. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but we um, becoming... Beca- and again, it's another label, if you like, but becoming an author and someone that's written, I think it's, is it four books now you've written? Right in the fourth. Mm, four. Four books. Yeah. No, right in the fifth. Right in the fifth. How... How has that sort of come alongside your, I say your other roles, but how has that expression formed? Is that something that has always been a part of you, writing stuff or communicating in that way or that creative part? Or has that just come with life experience since you've stopped playing cricket as well? Yeah, and, but by the way, whoever's been giving Fraser these question preparations, <laughs> that is like, this is top level <laughs> stuff. Another brilliant question. I, yeah, it's a really important part of my own development, the writing side of it. And I, I'd stick this podcast in with that, to be perfectly honest, because mm. when when I played professional sport, I if someone had asked me whether I was a creative person, I would have said, no, absolutely not. not there's not a creative bone in my body. I'm a, I'm a straight line, doer type of person. And I actually remember in, in rehab being told by one of the therapists, you know, you need, I think there's a creative side to you that needs to be explored. And I was thinking, they don't know me very well at all. I'm not like that in, <laughs> in any way. And, you know, the, the writing of my first book, I guess I was kind of pu- not pushed there, but I you know, I was encouraged to go there by Joe, my my wife, and um, but also, you know, the, the public, just the circumstances around it. And so I was like, okay, let, let's go for it. But then what I found in that moment of writing that first book was it was, I found this place that I hadn't discovered before in my life, which was, and it made me really present. It made me, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the challenge, but I enjoyed the kind of, for an hour or two of writing, just like nothing else mattered. I could just focus in. It was almost like a form of meditation. Hmm. And maybe I'm making it sound a bit grander because I don't think I'm like John Grisham or anything like that, but I just found like I absolutely adored the writing element of it. It it just became it just became really interesting and really present and and suddenly it was like now I, I you know I don't write for money either. I but I I really write because there's something in it within meaning for me of communication. I love getting my thoughts down and 
and and now in this podcast it's another expression of that it's like kind of getting mm. what's in my head out and seeing it alive and then like reading it or listening it back to this you know these episodes and sometimes i listen back to them and go that's quite good that and you know <laughs> and it, but when it's coming out i don't really know you know but i it's been a real outlet is the best way to describe it yeah i'd encourage everyone you know everyone to look for something that you know it doesn't have to be writing or podcasting but it could be an instrument or it could be something but just some that kind of outlet for what's in your head to come out i think is is really important i think where we've sort of gone with this is it doesn't need to be one fixed this is my purpose they can come in many different forms it comes with maturity you can change it's flexible you don't even have to have a single purpose i think it's you know, the more we've talked about it, we've we've gone round and round and, and covered little bits. But I think I feel more comfortable now after that because I was a little bit nervous or anxious about this podcast of like purpose. What is my purpose? And, really? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Just because it's one of those topics that I, I'm quite quite flimsy on. I, I go go between the two, and I don't have a definitive answer. Yes, absolutely. We've all got to have this, or we've all got to do that. So again, it's just it's just learning and being adaptable and fluid with this kind of thing. Yeah. But that, yeah, that probably brought a few nerves going into this. But now I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've found that really fascinating. You know, as we kind of come to an end, the last thing I I want to say to everybody is um, that, that sometimes it, when I hear in people, them there's that kind of expression of like you know it's all right for you you do this I can't do that I don't have that luxury in my life I'm sensitive to that hence you know what I said about the Ikigai scenario it's it's harder for people we don't sometimes Mm -hmm. especially with some of the stuff going on around the world where you're born is has a massive impact on what you're able to do in your life and not and absolutely 100% if you are fortunate enough to be listening to this podcast and in being a fortunate place in life compared to many other people in the world i think we have a choice over who we want to be we can visualize a person that we want to be and then we can go and do it i really truly believe that if you want to be a really compassionate caring person who's of service to your family and your friends and your community you can go and do that if you want to go and be a super hardworking person super organized you can go and do that if you want to go and be creative you can go and do that you just have to do the action bit that Fraser was talking about earlier. And so with purpose, meaning and direction and all of these kind of big themes and slightly quite hard to get hold of, I think it's about going, who do I want to be as a person? What's important to me? And then going out and doing it and providing evidence to back up where you're coming from. And the more evidence that you produce for yourself about who you want to be, the more you become that person, the more encouraged you become to do more and more of it. And personally, that I think that's available to all of us who are listening right now or watching this. And so if you're struggling and you're like, well, I don't have purpose in my life, I'm finding this difficult, think about who you want to be and then go out there and be that person in the world. Oh, what a summary, Luke. I'm inspired by that. <laughs> what a summary <laughs> you haven't got any more tricky Love questions it. have you fraser you've like <laughs> fraser's been keeping a few behind it right. in our preparations for episodes he's held, he's held back one or two to get me yeah brilliant <laughs> i really enjoyed that fraser thank you as always i loved it yeah me too 
Thanks for listening to the Understanding Men podcast. You can find us on all major social media platforms, including Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, as ever, we'll be promoting every episode via our own personal social media. So please come and find us. Once again, we want to be as interactive as possible. Fraser talked about someone getting in contact with him, and, and I've had the same with people for myself about what we've talked about or what we could talk about. We love that. I can't emphasize that enough. So if you're listening and there's a particular topic you want us to talk about or a particular conversation you want us to have, find us, message us on social media and we are listening and ready to go with it. And we will always appreciate that interaction. Also, if you liked what you've heard, then please go ahead and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And lastly, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review. And obviously, a five-star rating would help others find us and would also feel quite nice. So that would be wonderful if you could do that. And with that, thank you and goodbye for now. Hold up. 